Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, August 22nd, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, we've got uh, you know, some serious stuff we need to talk about, but a few things before we get started that I wanted to let people know. There will be a second version of this podcast that will come out at the stroke of 10 a.m. So if you want to hear what the news is that is holding up the full show, refresh, delete, do whatever you have to do to get the new show at 10 a.m. There will be some sort of differentiation uh, in the title, new or edited or whatever, James, you put in there uh, to make sure that people know what the new version is. Um, and some also real quick congratulations goes out to everybody over at The Play That Goes Wrong, which announced yesterday that it recouped its initial $4 million Broadway capitalization 17 months after beginning performances. I'm shocked that it took so long, to be quite honest with you. The show, which was originally supposed to close this weekend, um, uh, of course, changed its plans and will now close after the first of the year on January. January 6th. Of course, announcing that they recouped does not mean that it just happened. It could have happened at any point, um, but uh, it has recouped. And so it is now officially a hit Broadway comedy and still the longest running play on Broadway. They missed the opportunity to use the headline, the play that goes right. <laughs> I'm sure somebody did. All right. First up in the news, we have to start today with some sad news. Yeah, and, and a lot of it, unfortunately, James, uh, right before we were getting ready to record, we learned that beloved stage and screen producer Craig Zidane passed away due to complications from shoulder replacement surgery. He was 69 years old. Um, Neil, along with his or Craig, along along with his longtime producing partner, Neil Marin. Uh, began their careers at the public theater under Joe Papp, um, but they're probably most known for producing musicals on screens large and small. Uh, they produced the original Footloose film and then turned to small to the small screen with the Bette Midler Gypsy, then Cinderella with Brandy and Whitney Houston and the star-studded adaptations of Annie and the Music Man. Then uh, Craig and Neil turned to the big screen with the Oscar wing uh, adaptation of Chicago, then Hairspray. They also brought A Raisin in the Sun with Audrey McDonald, Denzel Washington, Sean Combs and Felicia Rashad to the TV before shepherding Smash on NBC. It's that collaboration with NBC's Bob Greenblatt, which led to the live musical resurgence, which Neil and Craig oversaw, including The Sound of Music, Peter Pan, The Wiz, Hairspray and Jesus Christ Superstar Live. They were also at work on at various stages with Hair Live, A Few Good Men Live, and Bye Bye Birdie Live. On Broadway, Craig produced revivals of Promises, Promises, and How to Succeed Business Without Really Trying, as well as conceived and directed a 1979 review called Up in One. With Marin, Zidane also produced the Oscars for three years earlier this decade. He is an eight-time Emmy nominee and is survived by his life partner, Elwood Hopkins, his producing partner, Neil Marin, of course. So, James, this is uh, utterly shocking. One of the most uh, kind and giving people in the theater community, even though much of his work was done uh, on screen, still a beloved part of the community. He uh, he and uh, Neil and Craig have a had a relationship with the Schubert's and they were getting ready to start their partnership with them to be producing shows in Schubert houses, um, including the upcoming uh, stage adaptation of Some Like It Hot. They were also teasing regularly the possibility of a bombshell musical. Um, so this is just shocking and sad and and really, really uh, a, a tough thing to take. And again, we're recording this 20, 25 minutes after we found out it's uh, uh, it, it's 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 really, uh, you know, devastating news. This is uh, just a shock to the entire community and. 
Uh, and Craig really proved that you could keep your feet planted firmly on both coasts. Uh, and that's what uh, so many people admired him for. Yeah, I was going to say real quick, I think one of the things that is probably, I hope, is going to be said a lot here um, when we talk about Craig's passing is that I don't think you can underestimate the number of theater fans that his work has generated for people across the country in multiple generations. I mean, the Cinderella with Brandy and Whitney, and then you also had Victor Garber and Whoopi Goldberg and and Bernadette Peters. Um, that's a seminal thing in a lot of, of people of my generation's development. Then you talk about these live musicals. I don't think you can underestimate how important his love of theater um, for both Craig and Neil being able to bring that on mass to people across the country and obviously around the world as well. I, I think that that's a legacy that, that I don't think we'll ever know the complete reach of, but it's going to be a legacy that I think is felt for decades and decades to come in the theater community because of theater fans who maybe became interested in musical theater because of what they saw on TV from these two men. That's well said. Also in the news today, Barbara yeah. Harris Barbara Harris passed away at 83. Yeah, yesterday, uh, again, we learned that beloved star of stage and screen, Tony winner Barbara Harris, passed away at 83. She is credited as a co-founder of Second City, which I did not know. Yeah. And, the or and the organization calls her um, the f uh, one of the founders of modern improv. Harris was also a life member of the Actors Studio and was nominated for back-to-back -back Best Actress in a Musical Tony Awards in 1966 and 67, first for the original production of On a Clear Day You Can See Forever, and then for the original production of The Apple Tree, for which she won the award. She also received 1962 Drama Desk and Theater World Awards for Oh Dad, Poor Dad, Mama's Hung You in the Closet, and I'm Feeling So <laughs> Sad, one of the best names in all of theater history. <laughs> Um, she made her Broadway debut in the musical review from the second city for which she was also nominated for a Tony this time for best featured actress in a musical, uh, in a musical. She also appeared in the original Broadway production of mother courage and her children and directed the original Broadway production of Elliot Baker's the penny wars. It didn't run very long, but she did direct it on Broadway in all of these Broadway shows, the four that she appeared in and the one she directed were all in the 1960s and she never returned to Broadway after that. Mostly that was because her career on screen took off, even though she didn't work uh, a ton. She worked uh, you know, fairly significantly through the 70s and 80s. She was nominated for four Golden Globe Awards and an Academy Award. Perhaps her most lasting recognizable role was in Robert Altman's Nashville, although she was also nominated for a Golden Globe in the original Freaky Friday movie, where she swapped bodies with Jodie Foster and as Fanny Eubanks in the film version of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Harris passed away uh, in her longtime home in Scottsdale, Arizona, after a fight with lung cancer. James, uh, you know, much like uh, um, Craig earlier, she is a a performer that is remembered as being a kind of a, an interesting, fun, unusual, one of a kind performer. And like I said, she didn't work a ton later in life. And I'm sorry about that. Um, but I, you can tell by the social media love that came out earlier 
on Tuesday that her career and her persona and her talents really made a big impact on a lot of people. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see some sort of tribute coming out of the Irish rep in the next few days, since they are obviously currently helming a revival of On a Clear Day, uh, currently with Melissa Erico starring. So um, a really sad day from start to finish um, for much of the theater community with these two uh, icons and legends passing away. It's uh, amazing to me. I'm thinking to myself, wow, I guess I've never actually seen her on stage. I've only seen her on screen. And I, yeah. you know, it's such a huge impact uh, so many years after the fact. Yeah. And she did come back. She did um, an off-Broadway uh, show called Mahogany in 1970. But as far as I can tell, um, uh, that was really it in terms of of her stage career, um, at least in New York. So uh, obviously someone who worked quite a bit. Um, her last film uh, role was in 1997's Gross Point Blank. Peggy, she was in Peggy Sue got married in the eighties, but really wasn't somebody who you saw a ton despite having a really acclaimed career with, you know, on stage and screen with lots of nominations and awards. Right now we have an embargoed story that is embargoed until 10 AM. So if you want to hear this story, read download after 10 AM. Okay, so we found out what Sarah Bareilles' announcement was, and we probably should have figured it out. Yeah, James, I'm a little disappointed in us. (laughs) I'm really actually disappointed in us for not realizing what this announcement was going to be when we recorded uh, yesterday's show. Of course, she teased us with the graphic, be calm and eat pie, because, of course, the announcement was that Waitress will open up in the West End at the Adelphi Theater <laughs> in February 2019. How did we not? Re- work? I think like, you I even, even mentioned you yes. were like, it's, it's just the London it's, uh, Underground the, the, sign, you know? Yeah, the, the Queen. I had, it has a crown. I said something about it's the Queen's say, the King's saying. Whatever. Anyway, we're so dumb. <laughs> yeah. <we> um, <laughs> with its all female creative team, Waitress will be the first West End show created completely by women. Or first, wait, uh, sorry, I say that again. West End musical to be created by all women ever. Um, and James, I don't know how closely you read the press release, but I love how British it is. <laughs> it says the London cast, along with full booking information, will be announced in due course. Hmm. Of course, you don't get that in American uh, press releases. Um Despite that due course announcement, James, Miss Cleo does predict that a certain a certain former smashing star who just recently left the diner might be opening it up again across the pond. So uh, just put a feather in that. So, <laughs> OK, Matt, what other news do we have? OK, I've got a, a number of things here. So if you want to talk about them, uh, let me know. Otherwise, I'm going to go through quickly first in news that is very exciting to me. One of my favorite unsung performers, Whitney Basher, whom I've talked about a lot over the years on this show, will lead the cast of Keen Company's uh, Ordinary Days this fall. She will be joined by Mark Della Cruz, Kyle Sherman, and Sarah Lynn Marion. The show will begin performances off-Broadway on October 2nd, and you are damn sure I'm going to be there seeing it at some point uh, in my trip to New York this fall. Next, playwright uh, Ngozi Anwanyu and former Broadway Jesus Hunter Parrish will lead the Vineyard Theater's production of uh, on Wu's Good Grief, which will also star, and I this was kind of buried in the press release, uh, it'll star former NFL All-Pro Namdi Asamoah, wow. which is 
wait, what? Like I know about Eddie yeah. George acting. <laughs> Namdi Asama, not someone that I knew was an actor. Uh, anyway, the show will begin performances on October 11th. And as speculated in recent weeks, the West End production of The King and I has been filmed and will be screened in the UK in movie theaters on October 29th and December 4th. No word yet on a US release, but I think it'll come eventually. And finally, also on screen, we learned yesterday that the original 2003 Olivier-winning London production of Jerry Springer, the opera, will arrive on Broadway HD on August 30th. I would have preferred the uh, Terry Manuel Swenson one, but I'll take what I can get and see this show that doesn't get done very often. If you'd like more information on any or all of these stories, please check out the show notes at broadwayradio.com. All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. What do I say at the end? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. You'll be back. We'll be back uh, tomorrow uh, uh, to take you through third. We'll be back for Thursday's show tomorrow. Oh, I yeah. don't Oh, and, oh, that's right. And my name is James Reno from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Wednesday with us. And Matt and I will be back and talk to you tomorrow. You have no idea how hard it was to figure that out. <laughs> it was very hard. <laughs> it's the, I'm telling you, the recording the night before is very confusing sometimes. Oh, it's, it's very confusing. Oh,